Episode 62 of this Cherokee Rewind set to roll. I am Mick. Thanks for hanging out with us right now. Uh, this guy that we've got this time around is a guy who, uh, man, I got the pleasure of meeting him in my in in my first or second season with the Cherokee. And this guy was a guy who he played a year, but boy, what a year he picked to play. Uh, as uh, he uh, was part of the national championship team back in 1998 and he goes he's from the pittsburgh area and goes by the name of justin benjamin and uh jb first off welcome thanks for doing this bud awesome thanks for having me appreciate it so so it's good to talk to you yeah likewise my friend and uh, of course i always do this thing where i always try to remember or or guess as it were uh the uh the the jersey number you wore and if i'm pretty sure i'm pretty comfortable in remembering this one i believe it was number eight that is correct yes yeah that is correct yeah the only time in my life i had number eight (laughs) but it worked out well why what was what was the what was the whole like was that the only jersey available when you came or uh well i was since i was a rookie i didn't get first dibs at numbers and uh somebody else already had number ten so it wasn't a big deal though it's certainly not about the uh the name on the back um certainly about what's on the front so yeah that wasn't a big deal at all yeah okay so you normally wore number 10 though yep yeah yeah mostly now was that just be like a number you liked or was that like because of a player that you saw that you wanted to wear their number or what was the story uh, I, I i always liked the number um i always liked the number but uh quite honestly i think the, the first reason i started wearing number 10 was because of the movie young blood with uh, rob lowe so that was probably why why i was wearing number 10 to start and then it's kind of just stuck <laughs> from there so <laughs> oh you know what's funny is that the it, you can always tell the generations because you've got the generations that uh that that watched young blood You've got, uh, of course, every generation knows the homage to Slapshot, and you've also got the younger, the, you've got the other generation that watched the Mighty Ducks. Yes, and that's what yes. got them, and that's what got them into hockey. And uh, you know, I still can't imagine a, a hockey team like actually using a flying V, but I'm sorry, that's a tough one to pull off. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, let's put it this way: when when I think of Flying V, I think of uh, the late great Randy Rhodes, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist, and his guitar. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> um, the uh, I, Flying V, I think of guitar players. But uh, anyhow, I, uh, I let's uh, let's get let's get rolling here because there's a lot I want to you know yip yap with you about. Of course, the big thing for me is you getting your start in Pittsburgh. Or in the Pittsburgh area. How old were you when you first put on a pair of skates? I was two years old. Um, was I first started skating uh, Pittsburgh. We had, um, or I, I, we used to have a one. The rinks weren't as abundant as they are in other places, but uh, we had a rink in a nearby mall called Monroeville mall from where I live. And I started skating when I was about two. And then I played for the uh, PAHL organization out of Pittsburgh when I was three. And from then on, I think I played every season except for, I didn't play once when I was in eighth grade. Um, 
and then I didn't play uh, my junior year in high school. But um, ever since, yeah, three years old, I've been skating. And yeah, yeah, so quite a long time. Yeah, okay. So now uh, I, I'm going to guess you're a tried and true Pens fan. Who was the player that you yes. looked up to? Okay, nobody's perfect. That's okay. No. Let's listen to the listen to the listen to the guy who's a Red Wings fan, uh, or as we call him, the dead things. Anyway, uh, we called him that in the '70s, and we we're calling him that again today. Anyhow, um, but all that's all that's missing is them giving away a car at every home game. Um, now, it was bad. It was bad back then. Anyway, uh, but. I mean, like, who are some of the guys that you looked up to or that you were, were your favorite players growing up? Um, certainly, um, Mario Lemieux was certainly one of my favorites, um, being as he kind of stepped on the scene as I was um, certainly uh, growing my, my my interest in hockey. But, yeah, certainly Mario Lemieux. Um, yeah, there's certainly a, a, one of my major – influences to hockey was my uncle my uncle played and he was a pretty good hockey player and uh he played for the junior red wings actually when they were the junior red wings um, i remember them yeah so he played um and you know pl- played in detroit and played in the ohl and they had like an ohl slash um ushl schedule at that point um mm-hmm. but yeah so the, my uncle is certainly a good influence because he was essentially the first person I saw live play that I was like, oh yeah, I'd like to I'd like to try that. So um, yeah, my, my uncle yeah, he played quite a bit, and so yeah, that was that was that was some of my my inspiration um, between Mario Lemieux and my uncle, I guess, would be the inspiration to be a hockey player. Well, what was your uncle's name? Kevin McClung. So uh, yeah, Kevin M C C L U N G. Yeah, but he played. I mean, he was playing against like Eric Lindros and Pat Peak, Jeremy Roenick. Um, those are some of the guys' names that are familiar from when he was playing with the Red Wings. I actually, I actually saw them play. I may have saw him play then. I actually saw him play because uh, I went to a couple of games back then. To, and my favorite player back then in the junior ranks was Pat Peak. Okay. <laughs> so I. I, I didn't even realize it. I just, I'm just, you know, you telling me this stuff. I, I, I got to look and see if I still have the, I had a couple of game programs from back then when okay. the, it was the Detroit, the D- Detroit junior Red Wings. Yep. And uh, they uh, played against like uh, when they played on this side of the border, you're talking about the U on the U S side. It was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, the, um, the Detroit ambassadors, I believe. I so I know, I know some of the games I remember playing. I know they played like uh, they played against the Madison Capitals. Was um, yeah, yep. was one of the teams they play. Um, yeah, and, and I know they played uh, some of like they played a little in Iowa. Like I think they would play Dubuque and some of those teams. Um, maybe Sioux yeah, City. Those are all the U.S. Yeah, it's USHL country. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now, so. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. This is about. Oh, me. I was just gonna he say. I was just gonna say he. And my. Um. So yeah, yeah. Like, like and that's kind of also where you know watching my uncle. My uncle's a little bit older, obviously older than me. So traveling around watching him play kind of set the tone for me to want to do the same thing. Certainly enjoyed traveling and 
I played hockey in a lot of different states and grew up playing a lot in Canada. And it was, it's, yeah, it's, it's certainly a great opportunity to, to be able to get to explore country around and play. Okay. Well, when you were, when you were a young man or a, a young man, a young kid, <laughs> long time uh, ago. Yeah. How, uh, <laughs> hey, you're, you're preaching to the choir on that one, buddy. Or, or what do the kids say? Hold, hold my beer. Yeah. Right. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, but uh, when you were when you were a young kid, though, I mean, like, in, I'm talking like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, Pee Wee, uh, like Mike through Pee Wee. Do you remember any of your coaches or any of the guys that that helped instruct you? Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Frank Rizzo, certainly when I was young. Um, and then. Um, a guy named Dale Rossetti was actually who sh- was my like showed me how to skate. So, um, yeah, certainly those guys were influential. Um, I actually so I lived in Pennsylvania, born in Pennsylvania, um, and then I moved out to Minnesota when I was about eight. So I, I played in Minnesota quite a bit as well. Um, played a little in high school and then moved back to Pennsylvania um, at the end of my sophomore year. Um, so, but I, I had coaches there. Um, Mr. Donaldson, Mr. West, um, both very influential in, in my development. Um, so yeah, those, those, those names certainly, certainly stick out. Um, and in, in high school, Joe Gall, and then I had, uh, and I, and certainly the coaches, uh, on the Cherokee staff as well, were certainly, were certainly, uh, influential and let me go out and play. They didn't seem they 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 loved the goals. They didn't like the penalty minutes. So that was, that was, that was the one thing I guess I could have uh, curbed as I got a little older. However, um, yeah, you want to stay leaders in that point total, but not necessarily in the PIM department. So I got you there, my friend. I got you there. But uh, so let me ask you when you. Uh, when you for when you were like in like Pee Wee and then uh, Bantam and stuff like that, were you more of a physical player? I mean, did you get a few more uh, PIMs than? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I I grew up playing playing football and baseball, so you know, um, as well as hockey. So it wasn't I certainly wasn't foreign to contact. It certainly was a, a <laughs> intriguing intriguing part of the game. Um, I, I certainly enjoyed running into folks and and the physicality of the game. So I would say I had always been that type of player. Um, in football, I, you know, I played lots of positions, but I certainly I I, I ran the ball quite a bit, and so um, that kind of contact I wasn't shying away from. So yeah, I'd, I'd always been a physical player. Um, yeah, I couldn't wait because um, growing up we we could we could start to hit as as peewees. However, I think. They, I'm not sure if it's the same rules now, but um, I couldn't wait to get to Pee Wee's and hit. I just, you know, <laughs> I could could not wait. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that, yeah, kind of yeah. funny. You know, now let me ask you: you're, you know, you talked about your uncle Kevin. Uh, was he that style of player? Also, did he like to, uh, you yeah. know, uh, yeah? Well, he's a big a dude. hitter. And- yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's six four. Um, you know, at the time, he's certainly wow. he was playing. He's he was certainly a, a a a big guy. So yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mentioned that you know he played against Eric Lindros and him. Obviously, Eric, Eric, Eric Lindros may be a, a little taller, but 
not sure he had the same strength. However, um, yeah, so he was definitely a physical player as well. Definitely a physical player. Oh, I was going to say, must run in the family, man, if you could do yeah. that. But, and we're going well, we to get into that. <laughs> yes, we're going to get into that here in a little while because, I mean, I have been looking so forward to this because I want to pay tribute uh, later on. I want to pay tribute to your, to your grandfather because awesome. that guy, that guy did more for me uh just in just sitting up in the stands in between periods and the intermissions we would sit there and talk and talk and talk (laughs) never mind the fact that i had to go to the bathroom i would skip going to the bathroom in the intermission so i could sit there and talk with him and but we'll like i said we'll get into that here in a little bit but uh so now yeah, and, and 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 right now I don't have to go to the bathroom, so we're good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyhow, uh, you know, I was just thinking too. Now, you know, you talk about being a, a physical player and stuff. Um, well, I mean, now I understand the the love for baseball because a lot of hockey guys, because it's kind of on in, in the opposite season, so they have mm-hmm. time to like watch it or it, it like usually baseball or golf. They like to, uh, you know, the summer, the summer ones, because usually you're either either in training or in camp during uh, football and basketball seasons. So hockey kind of overlaps all of that and yep. stuff where with baseball and golf, it's kind of the polar opposite of, of when hockey is. So, um, I mean, obviously not anymore in the NHL. My gosh, you're, you're playing hockey in the summer. But I I'm know, just saying right? back then. Yeah. But uh, back then, uh, what uh, position did you play in baseball? Uh, I played a lot of second base, uh, a lot of center field, um, a little short. Um, wow. But yeah, mostly in the outfield. Yeah, I tracked down. I, I can run a little bit, so I tracked down fly balls. And, um, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Do you have a good stick? No, no. Well, it wasn't too bad. It just wasn't it, – it wasn't bad. I just – I, I wasn't comfortable with that rate of failure, we'll say. So, the, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one thing to hit the ball three out of ten times and be considered success, but that that wasn't enough for me. I had I needed I need a little higher success rate. So, so yeah, I, I only play I played baseball up until up until eighth grade, and then that was that was about it. I also um, I wasn't a fan, fan of pitching, and I like I like catching, but for some reason. I was never catching, but yeah, that's uh, but that's okay. I, I I grew up. I coached baseball for a long time. Um, my my son came up and and so it was good to reconnect with the game that way. Um, and he's he's certainly a bona fide ball player at, at the moment. So he he enjoys playing baseball, football, and and basketball. None, none of my kids played hockey in terms of. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's all right. I can appreciate the the failure rate in baseball because when I played, I did this. Uh, let's put it this way: I could hit the ball. I was a great. I was like the Gates Brown of of hitting, uh, of uh, ball when I in my generation when I played because I would go up there and I could swat that ball all over the place. That wasn't the problem. Right. The problem the problem was is that when it came to speed, you could time me by the calendar. Okay. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. They used an hourglass, you know. It's like yeah, okay. Gonzalez is running. Let's uh, let's go get a hot dog or something. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, it, I mean, it was. I'd go in there, I'd swat a double, which would be an inside the park home run for most everyone else. And, uh, <laughs> right. and, and I, that's why I loved open diamonds, man, when I played softball. I hear you. I, I could, hear hit, you. could hit it a mile, could hit it a mile on the ground, and just and by the time I got to third base, I could stop. Pull my pants up, get some air, and then run and then trot home. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, <yeah>. but <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But uh, now, when did you get to where? Uh, how old were you when you finally decided? You know what? Uh, I love all these other sports, but I'm gonna go all in on on hockey. Uh, well, you know, I certainly I probably considered myself a hockey player when I got to probably about 10th grade. Um, I remember I broke my foot playing football and then I also had a, uh, yeah, my sophomore year I broke my foot and then I also had a, uh, I tore my, my quad. And, um, at that point, um, I was like, yeah, I'm a, I like playing hockey. I just wasn't hurt as often. And, um, so I was able to play more, so I had quite a quite a bit of injuries with football, which then in turn then you're watching. You know, you got a cast on and you're watching, and that sucks. So I'd, I'd I was like, yeah. you know, I don't I, I seem to have a pretty good uh, durability rate with 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 hockey, and that, so I would say probably about tenth <laughs> or eleventh grade, um, probably coming out of rehab for for something that I realized that yeah I'm probably a hockey player. So. That was, that was and plus um, once I moved to Minnesota, I moved. To, I was from roughly third grade to tenth grade. Um, I mean, I played all year round. Then, I mean, I played baseball next to hockey in the summer and um, played. Yeah, you know, they had winter season, spring, summer, and fall, and I played in all of them all the time. So it. it wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and 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 luckily back then, coaches understood that if you want to play something else, that's fine. It's you're, you're still being athletic. You're still training. You're still, however, hockey certainly is a little different beast than, than, than others. Cause it's the only one you're skating. It's the only one you've got a puck. And so it's, it's a little different. However, some skills are still transferable. So, and also it helped that some of my uh, baseball coaches were also hockey coaches. So that helped them to be able to <laughs> keep schedules like that. We could kind of be in, two places at once if you will yeah it's like hey hey coach i got hockey oh okay <laughs> you know yeah people that, probably help <laughs> even me as a baseball coach and i've been a hockey player i mean I, I live in minnesota now and i have lots of um and i coach a travel baseball team so i wasn't necessarily a wreck kind of thing but i had lots of kids that played baseball or played baseball and hockey and i'd have them miss baseball for hockey in the summer and sometimes it's like you know i understand you have to do what you have to do but sometimes it's you want the guys there to be a part of the team too. so yeah, it's easier when schedules don't collide yeah amen to that so now um what was it like though for you to go from now did you play you played travel uh when you were in your uh bantam years right like uh mid uh did you play travel through up until high school or were you playing in, in house? I uh, never played house actually. Um, I always played in a, in a travel um, situation. Um, there was, yeah, we just, uh, 
approached it from a family perspective of if you're going to play it, try to play it at the highest level you can. And so the rec kind of never fit into our our plans. However, um, um, yeah, so I played I played travel uh, in, in the Minnesota. It's structured a little bit differently in Minnesota um, growing up in their youth um, kind of situation where Pittsburgh kind of had one solid unit for the city where in Minneapolis, in Minneapolis, there's plenty of places you can go and play hockey and play at a high level. And um, so once I moved from Minnesota back to Pennsylvania, I then played travel and I played high school. So I played um, on a, at the time was Pittsburgh Hornets travel organization. And then um, um, also played for my high school Central Catholic as well. Okay. Well, hey, you're all right with me. Central Catholic. That's where I went to high school. Hey, in, in Toledo. Seems we're all over. <laughs> yeah, it seems we're all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. CCHS, baby. But uh, yes, now, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what, what shows you, up in all the letters. Nick? Oh, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. Vikings. Vikings. Okay, yes. we're 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 the fighting fighting Irish. So, okay. uh, but right. uh, but uh, now, of course, it served you well having the Vikings, considering you know Minnesota. But um, yeah, but anyway. I'm a Steelers fan. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they, oh, boy, I bet you're yeah, a lot they, of fun <laughs> around the workplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet they, a lot of fun around the water fountain. I and when we were still when I was still going to my office, you know, I got a big bright yellow Steelers lanyard that I like to wear, and so yeah, people people certainly in um, Viking country and the Packers are very close. There's certainly a uh, a pretty good disdain for the Steelers, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I was gonna say you're you're you got big shoulders. You can handle it. That's, yes, yeah, exactly. Try being a Lions yeah. fan. Try be, try being a Lions fan. You talk about needing big shoulders. Whoo boy, <laughs> I tell you. Well, I like the Lions. Damn. I certainly. Um, I, I like the Lions. Uh, my my grandfather played for the Lions, actually. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yeah I, I like the Lions, but I understand what you're saying. I fully understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so now, um, was it hard to play high school and play, you know, uh, with the Hornets because uh, the 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 I I don't know, was the level of high school, uh, did it meet your expectations or was no, it, no, uh, I no. Mean... <laughs> no. So I, luckily, I had the same high school coach as my travel coach. So it it was it worked out awesome in regards to that. So days when I would have, you know, we we would have you know practice maybe three times a week for Hornets, and then maybe practice you know three or four times a week for high school. Um, and because I had the same coach, it was always I was always able to go from one to the other, which was was mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, it, it sucked putting on wet equipment again after you had already <laughs> skated. However, um, once you got moving again, it was not a problem. But, <laughs> yeah, that, that that part of it sucked, I would say, especially be one thing if we were in the summertime. But, you know, you, you leave out of a cold rink with, you know, sweating, and then you jump in your car, drive to another place, and take that same cold, wet equipment out of your car and go back into the arena and put it on. And that's, <laughs> that part wasn't, uh, wasn't the most desirable, but <laughs> however, Yikes. Uh, luckily they, they, they had working showers around. So it was not a big deal. <laughs> Still, man, that, that's, that's all. That's awful. Now, um, <laughs> did, I mean, did, were you guys, was your high school team any pretty good or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were pretty good. Um, I, I, uh, 
So my high school team I played for in Minnesota um, at the time. So Minneapolis has seven public schools at that time. In the 90s, um, each school had their own team. Um, in Minnesota, it's very hard to make the state tournament. Um, we were my freshman year, which I was, I was a varsity player my four years, um, uh, football and hockey. Uh, but in Minnesota, where hockey's so dominant, um, yeah, it's very hard to make a state tournament. My state, state, my team was my freshman year, a win short of going to state. Um, and we, we had, uh, had lots of success. However, um, and then in, so in Minnesota, the, the competition certainly is very high. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I would equate the overall competition level. Um, yeah, it compares to a travel situation. It was certainly compared to, to, um, what I was playing in the Michigan national league in high school. Um, and then, but then uh, the high school in Pennsylvania is a little different. It's not the same. There's not as many resources to become a good hockey player. There's not a thousand lakes that freeze over that you can just go skate on. Um, yeah. They don't flood the parks where there's rinks within, you know, there's two or three rinks within blocks of a lot of houses in Minneapolis. Um, and then there's a ton of indoor places. So the advantage that Minnesota has over Pennsylvania infrastructure wise is great. And that, you know, manifests itself in a better hockey players. Yeah, that's, it makes, makes sense to me. Um, you know, uh, now when you finally, uh, you finished playing high school. Uh, were you recruited at all? I mean, to play, even whether it was midget or uh, or, or go into junior, uh, how were you recruited? Uh, to play for the Cherokee? How was I recruited? Or or just in general? I mean, were there other oh, okay. teams that were looking at you? Yeah, uh, so out of high school, yeah, I got uh, drafted in the first round of the front league by the um, – uh, was it Bozeman Bulls, I think, um, out west. I also, uh, Toledo drafted me and then also was drafted um, uh, by the Grand Rapids Bearcats. Uh, I'm sorry, that that was, they were the Gaylord Grizzlies before that year. So, the, yeah, okay. the Grand Rapids, uh, the, the Gaylord Grizzlies also drafted me as well. So, uh, in the, I guess at the time of Central States League, the, the American Frontier League out west and then, um, the North American Hockey League. I got drafted into out of high school. Okay, so uh, tell me about your path as far as what you, what went into your mind and your family as far as what you should do, which place you should go, where did you try out? Okay, yeah. So I tried out a few different places. Um, as I had a, you know, I just wasn't sure where I wanted to be. I tried out a few different places. I actually, never tried out. Um. I, Sorry, I, I, I'll start over. Um, I tried out for a few different places um, out of high school. However, um, I, once I knew I got drafted, uh, there, I didn't have much of a choice for certain other teams. Um, however, um, Bozeman was kind of ruled out. I was just too far from Pennsylvania. I was like, oh, I'm not going. That's, I'm not going out there. So that was certainly one thing that eliminated. Um, the Frontier League out west was the the, the distance. Um, in Gaylord, Michigan, like I said, I, I grew up quite a bit in Michigan. Um, never lived there. However, my grandparents had a house there for, for a little bit. And so we spent a lot of time in Michigan. So Gaylord was very appealing. 
Um, however, I did go to skate with them, and then it was just weird. It was a small town, and um, at, back then people looked at black hockey players a little differently. I don't know if they, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. still the case. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure every once in a while, folks, um, you know, the younger guys got issues, but back then. You know, black hockey players stuck out like a sore, sore thumb, and it was uh. Once I got the Gaylord, I was yeah, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to be in a place like that where everywhere I go, people are gonna be looking at me crazy, and and so um, that left me with Toledo. So I had uh, certainly options to go other places. Um, however, um, proximity-wise to Pittsburgh, Toledo was worked well. Um, I also. Uh, so Neil Price um, and I played together the year before we played um, at Toledo. We played for the Hornets together. And we played on the same line there too. So pulling up to Tam O'Shanner, um, you know, I already knew I was drafted, and but I'm there for the for the quote unquote the tryout, and I pull up to Tam O'Shanner, and um, you know I'm 18, and uh, Neil is 18, and and we, we drove up, and my grandfather was driving because he. Had, just like to see everything we did and play. So um, my grandfather's driving. We pull up to a stop sign or stoplight. I look over and I see Neil and his dad in the next truck. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, you guys going to this Tam O'Shanner place as well to trial for the Cherokee? He says, yep, sure, sure, we sure are. And um, um, we got out and played, and uh, Neil and I didn't play or try out on the same line or whatever. But it was kind of at that point where I was like, well, if we're both going to be here, then or for you know, for both thinking of being here, then I guess that's when kind of Toledo won. <laughs> was, okay. Just, well, had, so had so a, by attrition. A, yeah, I had a familiar face. Um and I knew obviously Neil was a hell of a hockey player, so I knew we we would have uh that we could be good. I guess that was the the feeling I had. Um so it wasn't necessarily by attrition. It was certainly um I felt that we could have had a competitive team and we certainly were. We uh, we beat up on a lot of teams. Um, we certainly uh, had mean, a fondness I, of tying, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, yeah, now I guess the thing, uh, let me ask you though. I I want to ask you though with this at the beginning though. What I mean, what was it like when you first talked to uh, like the coaches and all the staff? I mean, did that help you in terms of because like you said, you could have gone anywhere else if you really wanted to. Uh, you could you could have facilitated a trade or a release or whatever, but what was it about talking to them, or what was it like when you talked to them that made you say, you know what, this could work out? Well, um, you know, you talk to other GMs from other teams, and they were certainly, you know, they 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 did what they did. Um, it was just to, and they all say similar things to you, right? There's lots of similar similar words and, and, and phrases that uh, everyone uses. However, Toledo, um, uh, talking with Scott Searing, um, uh, they had kind of pressed how they were in the national championship the year before and how they were looking to get back. They had a lot of return players. Um, and then uh, talking with Chuck LeMay, um, it just made it seem like it was a good situation in terms of the competitive level. Um, and also uh, they made it, they made it clear that they, you know, they certainly wanted me on the team, which was that, which was very nice. Um, 
so yeah, that was I, I would say that was probably the deciding factors. It seemed like they wanted me a little bit more than the others. And the fact that they were in the national championship the year before, um, I knew there was some good incoming players. I mean, I knew Sam Horton playing against him the year before. I knew we had a few pieces that we could that you know they were good hockey players, so it could be fun. And it turned out to be a blast. So it was it was a decision well made, if I say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say you did pretty good on that one there, JB. Um, let me ask you, uh, uh, when you first walked into the locker room uh, during camp and stuff, um, any butterflies? I mean, I realized yeah, that the, yeah, you know yeah. you, you talked earlier about the about the uh, you know the few black hockey players that there are a component, but I mean also just in terms of being away from home, being a rookie. Uh, that also, those all are things that also play into this. So that's what I was just wondering if there was, uh, what kind of anxieties or butterflies did you have going into this? Sure. No, I understand that. Um, well, you know, at the time, um, 18 years old, sometimes you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Uh, so I'm going into locker rooms thinking, you know, I'm, I believe in myself. I'm a good hockey player. So I feel like I'm going to go in and do my thing. And then, um, that'll speak for itself. However, with everything, a competitive nature, you're going to have some, some, some issues. And I will say that at least in the Toledo locker room, I didn't really feel a lot of butterflies. I mean, I believed in my game. I believed in, um, uh, I believed in Neil. I knew Neil was a good hockey player. Um, so I guess I, I didn't have butterflies per se, but I did want to, um, come in and fit in on a positive level. Um, I certainly wanted to get to know everybody and, and um, be able to lead by example, you know, work hard and, you know, be reliable and, and, and be a teammate. I thought was all important things. And those are the things that I came in um, believing that if I executed those things um, well, then I certainly would find a spot on the team in terms of fitting in um, in terms of, of, off ice stuff, um, was able to make a few good friends and, um, and fit in with the guys to where the butterflies, if any, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there were some, but they were alleviated pretty quickly by, you know, playing a familiar sport. You go out there and work hard. Um, and, and people will start to see, oh, well, he's here to contribute. And I think that's what happened. And, um, so yeah, I would say the butterflies, I was concerned with things like uh, what rookie initiation am I going to have to do? So that, that type of thing was, was, was that, that it must may have been more than butterflies. I don't know. What, what, what am I going to have to shave to, or what am I going to have to do to, to, and luckily it ended up just being in my head. So it wasn't too, too, too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, rookie, rookie bald heads was not the, the, the worst thing on earth. But that was certainly one thing I was a little leery of is what am I going to have to do to like ultimately, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> gain these guys respect and also not make a fool out of myself. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, do you remember any of your first, like your first game, your first goal, your first fight? Oh wow! Uh, I don't remember my first goal for Toledo. Um. 
I do remember going up and, and scrimmaging a team in, in Canada, though, before the season started. I remember that, and that was, um, you know, I'd played in Canada many times before, but never, you know, I'd played on a midget level um, and not, like, in a junior. So we got to Canada. I can't remember where we were. It was, well, it was, it was far, anyway. And, anyway, we got up there, and I remember uh, being so um, ready to prove how tough I was that I'm running around every face-off. Hey, you want to drop them? <laughs> and no one ever did. And I think at the end of the game, they end up calling the game. I think we had too many fights going on at once because we, we, <laughs> we, we had a kid from the Upper Peninsula. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Mike Labonte, I think it was. Um, and he was he was, yeah, he was energetic too. And, and he, uh, I think he was cut soon thereafter. But I do remember looking around at one point and saying, there's all these fights and I'm not in any of them. What is, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> so I, I, I remember that. Um, but as far as my first fight, I think I fought a kid uh, from Bell Tire once, but it wasn't, it was a very uneventful fight. He was getting on my nerves the whole season. And, and, and eventually we, we got into that center ice and we got their place. And, but it was pretty non-eventful. I remember I, I got done. Um, I think I landed a few good punches on him, but I got done and I'm, thinking, man, we were fighting for a long time, and I watched the video, and I was like, hmm, <laughs> not as long as I thought. So that 20-second that, that short felt like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it did. Oh, man, that does. But now, uh, now who, you know, I know you and Neil were uh, line mates. Who was the other person on your line, if you remember? Uh, throughout the year, obviously, it shuffled throughout the year. But by the end of the season, it was Ference. Um yeah, Ferenc Shotlos was, uh, yep. but we had played with Mike Marchand and, um, yeah, there was probably one different wing we had on the line too, but mostly through, uh, I would say through the latter part of the year and into playoffs and nationals, it was Ferenc Shotlos. Okay. So, um, yeah, you, cause I mean, my gosh, that team was stacked. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was stacked. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, shout out to all those guys too. Just, amen to that. The, uh, uh, the, and it's funny because uh, I'm trying to remember uh, the goaltenders. You said Sam earlier, and I remember him. And Ron the guy Wheaton who got the one. hot hand, Ron Wheaton. Yep. Yeah. We we got yeah he uh he, he that was he was a different kettle of fish altogether. But that's what I like yeah, about him. You know, I mean, wasn't much for words. However, he could play. <laughs> He sure gets the fuck out of that. <laughs> he he let his play do his talking for him. But, no doubt about uh, it. You know it, it was now um, of of let's talk about the team a little bit here uh, in the locker room or and even outside the locker room. <laughs> who are who are some of the more crazier goofballs that uh, you, you that you had to deal with? I mean, I already uh, got a couple ideas. But <laughs> <laughs> well. You, you know, um, I have to say that 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 it was eye-opening moving to Toledo, and like uh, I, I live with a parent, Neil and I. Um, uh, Neil and I both lived with, um, you know, we had a billet family or what have you, and so uh, <laughs> the guys that got to stay in apartments, um, you know, Nick Dyson and Eric, uh, 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 Nick Dyson and and Mike Kellemeyer. John Avink, Avink. Uh, yeah. and 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 um, 
shit, what's Gary's last name? Uh, but yeah, Gary lived. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And uh, so, yeah, those guys certainly all lived in, uh, and they had, some of those guys have been, you know, those, that was their third year. And so they um, live in an apartment being young. We, we certainly had lots of, lots of young man stories there, I guess I would say. Um, so yeah, those guys were some of the, some of the more, um, I, I would say th- those guys um, certainly helped provide a personality for our team. Um, they like to joke around. They like to laugh. And that is, that's awesome. I thought that that was um, kind of imperative for our, for our bonding throughout the team. I thought, I thought that set from the beginning, you know, there's lots of jokes. There's lots of, whether you're in the shower, whether you're getting dressed, whether you're hanging out after practice, um, there was always jokes. There was always um, an effort. To, and, and, they, and they weren't jokes in an effort to make someone feel um, excluded. It was all included. You know, I felt included. I mean, if I can make a joke about you, you can make a joke about me. We both can laugh together. Um, I, I, I thought that that was pretty imperative in terms of, like, like I said, it set the tone that we're certainly here to work, but we're also here to have fun. And that fun, I think equated in the wins, to be honest with you. Um, I think, uh, uh, some of those, some of those laughing episodes or some of those times in the locker room, um, that were not necessarily hockey related, obviously we're there for hockey, but I thought that allowed us to create a bond. Um, I think, we thoroughly enjoyed hugging each other after goals. We thoroughly enjoyed high-fiving each other after goals. We liked seeing our, our teammates beat somebody up. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was certainly a good time, but I would say those guys were definitely influential in terms of, um, you know, kind of the direction where the team went, you know, the, those, those guys led, we, as the younger, younger group, we just kind of followed and played as hard as we could to, get where we wanted to be but yeah there was there was definitely some some crazy times with kellemeyer and Tychin and avink and those guys <laughs> now did you now did you i mean but you did you guys click like what's the younger guys too like andy Thiessen and uh you know you got guys like him andy lohovi uh yeah. i'm trying to remember john jepson you know yep. yeah well andy lohovi and jepson i think i believe they're both toledo guys um so it was, it was, um, yeah, certainly got along with them. I, I, uh, John was up in Minnesota a little while ago or a couple years ago at this point, but we got together, um, hung out a little bit there and, you know, I talked to a few guys from, from here from time to time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, some of the local guys were great. The, the younger guys, um, it also helped. I did know, um, Bo before we got to Toledo as well. Yep. Yep. So I did know Bo before that. And, uh, so yeah, obviously, and he was, you know, he was 15 at the time. Um, so yeah, we certainly had a connection with Bo. Yeah, but he looked like he was, but he looked like he was 30. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Yeah, I know. Right. He looked like he, he showed up and had like, like he got kids already. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people were looking around in car seats, seeing that he was going to jump in a car with cars, with car, car seats and, uh, take his family away from there. I'm sure. My gosh, I know the guy the guy had like a full grown, full on beard, mustache and yeah. beard. I mean the guy looked like he was uh like he just f- had spent a full day hunting and fishing and uh yeah. trapping and stuff. <laughs> and, yes. and, uh, he's a fifteen year 
old kid. And, and I mean, he, he had a deep voice already. It's like, for the yes. love of Pete, give me a break. It's like, I didn't even get to, I didn't even sound like, I didn't even look like I was 30 until I was about like, I about 30, you know, he walks in there at 15 and it's like, well, I guess they don't have to card him when he goes to the store. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That is a very accurate assessment. (laughs) I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bojack was never a baby. He's a full grown man at birth. (laughs) I was going to say he came out of the womb playing with his chest hair, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he came out with a jo- with a job application and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bo was oh yeah, Bo was a good guy though. Bo's definitely definitely a good guy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I certainly oh, got yeah, along man. with the younger guys. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> got along with the younger guys. That was <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Brandon Brandon Meisner, I think, was another oh, young yeah. guy. And, um, so yeah, there was <laughs> yeah, there was lots of. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I got along with everybody there for the most part. I think I had any, uh, it was, that was that was the one thing about that team is, um, yeah, there was rarely a time where, you know, we were certainly get together and hang out at different times. We had different stuff going on, but I would say for the most part, we were all able to hang out together and 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 get along. And there wasn't like, oh, you know, that, that guy's, you know, was nobody that well, didn't want to be part of the group. Now, uh, you know, the other thing that we haven't talked about, I mean, we know the story, obviously, you know, a great record that season capped off with the national championship. And um, but I want to talk about just the grind a little bit. How important was it for you to have your family around and make the trip in uh, to see you play on the weekends? Oh, yeah, that was super important. And uh, thanks Thankfully that they, I mean, from my grandparents uh, in Pittsburgh to my parents in Minnesota, um, my little brothers and such would come down as as often as they could and see see us play. So that was that was very important to have that support, um, um, and and it, especially because that stuff had been happening my whole life, where that would you know that, that we would family just kind of got together and they supported each other. We'd go to each other's games and. and and be there to support. So that was kind of, um, I would say, somewhat expected. However, not as often as it was. They spent quite a few um, hours driving back and forth, um, and and I certainly appreciate that. I think it 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 certainly made me um, want to go out and perform well, and want to make me go out and and. Um, although I think there was probably a few trips where they got I got kicked out of a game, and they weren't too happy about that. <laughs> But, but, um, <laughs> but all in all, it was very important to have that support in the stands. Um, not only obviously the team supports you, coaches, um, and also all the local fans, but it's it's on a slightly different level when your family's making that extra effort to get there and watch you play. So that was certainly important. Um, yeah, certainly. It, I, now, I, I it was- wanted to have them come and hear my name announced for something other than. Uh, other than something they didn't want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I had one or two of those. So yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> try to escape from those. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was you know you wanted to you wanted to score a goal or having a sip or something like that. Have your name called, have your family hear it and, and appreciate it, and feel like their time was worth it. Come see the place. That was that was more than um, I guess motivation, inspiration. Um, 
kind of all in one to, to, to go out there and work hard, not only for my team, but for my family. And, and the cool part was, I mean, your grandfather, God, God love him. Willie McClung. Uh, that dude was a warrior, a road warrior. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he went all over the place. To he liked to drive. Play. That is for sure. <laughs> he enjoyed driving. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, he had to because I mean, man, I mean, he, I think he probably went to more games than I did, you know, <laughs> and, and I was calling him, you know. So I mean, it was it was funny. I mean, I would, I, I never got more pleasure. That was, like I said, my fond, some of my fondest memories are sitting there realizing I got to pee. And I could not stop talking to the guy. We would because uh, for for those of you that don't know about this, about Justin's grandfather, his name is Willie McClung, played in the NFL, played in the Canadian Football League, which is where he and I bonded. We absolutely bonded. And uh, to this day, um, as a matter of fact, to this day, I still have in my back room here. I've got the pennant that he signed of the oh, awesome. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, awesome. And he wrote his name. He wrote his name, his number, and then he wrote the 1962 Fog Bowl hey. uh, when they had to cancel. They had to postpone the game till the next day because it was too foggy to play. He couldn't see. That's and uh, yeah, he played. In the, he played in the Fog Bowl, and uh, that is in, in Canadian football terms. That is uh, like a. It's kind of like what the Ice Bowl is to Green Bay. Sure, okay? sure, sure. Iconic and, and, and sure. It's historic. Yeah, it was just incredible. Anyway, uh, your your grandfather uh, signed it for me, and I still have awesome. it. It's like one That's of my awesome. prized possessions. And he, like I said, he we would sit there, and he would tell me about some of the players he played with and his coaches, and we'd sit there and laugh. But to be honest, as much as we did that, the bulk the bulk of what we talked about usually, especially when we would when we would first meet up at, on game day is he would talk about you and spend most of his time talking about you, you know, how you were playing, how he saw what you were doing and what he thought and stuff. And we would sit there and we'd break it down. And uh, the only thing I wish he was here for now more than anything is I miss those days because I mean, that we were, what we were doing was basically sports radio before it became a thing, you know? And sure. We did, and we broke this stuff down, and 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 you know we would talk about that, and every now and then he'd talk about Neil a little bit, and stuff, and it was just one of those things where I couldn't, uh, I I didn't want to leave. I I it's like, I, okay, I'm hungry, you know, I'm a fat guy, I want to go eat. Nope, <laughs> gonna sit sit here, and, and Mr. McClung's gonna teach me. You know, that's how I looked at it. He was gonna teach me. And so I did. I just sat there and and it would it, we'd laugh and we'd you know we'd hang out and he videotaped every one of your games. Yeah, um, yeah he was a fan of it. And yeah. then he got up 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 until nationals because they had a, a a video deal where you had to buy the videos of the games at nationals. And so they kicked him out of the out of the video booth thing that was over on the other side of the ice. So he had so for nationals he had to sit there and be a fan and he wasn't happy about that. Not at all. Oh, Not at all. Yeah. That was. <laughs> you could see all the tapes he had. If whether whether it was us golfing or whatever, yeah, he loved re- recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he liked he liked hockey, especially being a football player. And you know, my family got into hockey when my uncle did. Um, I played hockey. Both my little brothers played hockey. Um, 
my little cousin Evan played. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was, it was, but yeah, he certainly enjoyed hockey. He was a definite bona fide hockey fan by the time uh, all things were, were said and done. And he, he surprisingly enough, you know, he pushed us mostly to do other stuff besides football. Um, and um, so yeah, he he certainly was a was a huge hockey fan. Um, and loved it. He certainly loved being behind that camera, though, too. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Sometimes too much. You know? Too much, uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we, we, uh, but yeah, he certainly, and that's kind of where I get, um, you know, and he coached a lot. You know, he certainly played sports, as mentioned, but he coached, you know, he coached, um, you know, not only, you know, he coached a lot of my uncle's sports, but he coached football and coached, uh, baseball and, um, yeah, conversely, I coach. I've coached basketball. I've coached baseball. I'm a high school wide receiver coach right now. Um, so yeah, yeah, I certainly take a little inspiration from him and um, try to give back as you know what what I can. And and um, you, you mentioned it's tough to get away when he's talking. That's because he certainly loved to talk. That was that was uh, <laughs> that was. I would say that would be a. a a close attribute to him, um, and he, yeah, he certainly had a gift of gab and like, like, like conversation, especially with fo- folks that he liked. So, um, if he was sitting there talking to you, he certainly enjoyed your time and enjoyed your company. So that that is a, uh, yeah, that is cer- certainly a good thing. I would have to say the the respect was most likely uh, more than mutual. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? It's um, the thing was was that there's a difference when people that just talk for the sake of talking in our windbags. You don't want to be around them. It's like, okay, excuse me. I, I'll, be, I'll be right back. I got to go, you know, whatever. You want to do, you make up anything to get away from them. True indeed. <laughs> he, he was he was a guy, he was the guy who I wanted to, I, I, if I'll, I'll wet my pants, man. You can laugh at me later. I'm going to sit here and listen to him, okay? I'm going to sit here and listen to him, and, I'm, and, and I fired it right back to him, you know? I, it wasn't like I didn't have nothing to say. I, sure. I kept him going. I asked him questions, and it was like I just really enjoyed that man. I really did. He was and I mean on that team, I got close to guys like you know Adam Fisher's parents. Uh, you know, uh, I would talk to them, and of course uh, John Jepson, his his family. Uh, I just love them to pieces too. And, you know, just other people as I got to know them. But the first one that I really hit it off with, I mean, in that season was your grandfather. He was, uh, I, you know, I, I, he always told me, call him Willie, you know, and stuff and everything, but I, he was just Mr. McClung to me. I just, the level of respect I had for him was so high because I just was like, this guy's incredible, you know, with what he does, traveling all over God's creation to see his grandson play, plus the fact that he played, you know, with the at, at the at the highest level possible in football, you know, and both the NFL and the CFL. And I just was like, I, it, he was royalty in my eyes, you know. That's just plain and simple. He was. He was uh, royalty in agree. my eyes. Royalty in my eyes as well. So that, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome you know, to hear hear you say that. He was certainly a good dude, very close to me. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, like I said, he certainly he yeah. loved to talk to folks and, and, and he liked being at, at, you know, sports, sports and competition was certainly his thing. He never was one to like push us to, um, you know, effort level was always big with him. You know, you got to go out there and try, you can't be out there, um, 
you know, just, just, just going through the motions, your, your, your effort should speak. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that's essentially what, what, what drove him was to be, um, a willing participant, more or less, you, you know, be out there mm-hmm. and, and, and willing to grind, willing to do what was necessary. Uh, um, so yeah, that was, that was certainly, yeah, like I said, he never really harped on, you got to be the best player. Um, be the best player out there on the ice field, whatever it was more. So you have to be the best you out there. Um, yep. And that came with preparation and focus and, and, and an, and an effort level. That's, that's essentially yeah. what, what we were, we were taught well, kind of what we, we all through with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd have to, yeah well, man, you got to bring the show for it. <laughs> so tell me about indeed, that. Yes. What was it like in California? What was? Tell me about what that whole tournament experience was like for you. Uh, was there any crazy stories that came out of there? <laughs> well, that was that was kind of the around that time was kind of the start of like chat rooms and you know being able to talk to people in manners not on a phone or having you know an, an anonymous kind of interaction. <laughs> So yeah. the beginning of the season, um, I remember the beginning of the beginning of that season in '98. There was lots of talk about the Alaska Fairbanks team. Um, a lot of the older guys were like uh, talking about that team, and supposedly there was some interaction between I don't know who, someone on our team, and someone from Alaska Fairbanks, to the point where um, uh. I was amazed to see we had to play them in nationals. <laughs> I was like, you kidding me? <laughs> not, not, not from any type of fear factor or any type of like intimidation. It was just like, really? Are you kidding me? What kind of, what are the odds? Right. We, we, yeah. and I'm sure it had to be someone out of the apartment. That was, that was you know, some of the older veterans will say that, that had this interaction <laughs> with the, uh, with the Alaska team at some point. And, um, you know, oh, getting to California, I, I was, thought it was. I thought it. I thought it was parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah. English. <laughs> yeah, a lot, parents. Tons of energy, loaded with energy. But that type of that 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 would be yeah, that'd be beyond parents. Parents wasn't the type to run his mouth like that. But <laughs> but we get well, to we get to California too. True. Yes. Yes. True. <laughs> So we get to California, we get our draw, and I see we're, you know, we're playing. We got New Jersey. Uh, we got a team from Minnesota. We had, uh, and and I don't know. I got there, to be honest with you. I got there feeling like, not necessarily like we were going to win, but I wasn't scared. Like, I wasn't feeling overwhelmed. I wasn't, I was excited to be there. I was like, let's, let's, let's start playing. Um, and, uh, I remember we, we came out and played very well the first few games of that tournament. Um, we ran into – we had some close games. I think we had like a 3-1 game, maybe a 3-2 in that pool play. And um, But I think we ran – I can't remember who – one of those goalies we faced. I mean, we, we had like 60 shots one game, and we just, we just couldn't get it past them. Um, so – but we, we, we were playing great, though. I mean, we were playing great. It wasn't like we weren't getting opportunities. It wasn't like, I mean, opportunities were there. Um, uh, so pool play was great. I remember we were, we were I was very excited to beat the Minnesota team because the Minnesota team, obviously, you know, I spent some time there. I live here now. Uh, the the They were very cocky about, 
being from Minnesota. They expected to win just because they were from Minnesota. So that was pretty satisfying to beat them. Um, uh, the New Jersey team was solid, uh, but I thought we outplayed them. They were the score did not was not indicative of the level of play. Um, but yeah, but then when we got to Fair, Fairbanks, um, I think it was a semifinal game, uh, and within like the first three minutes, we're down four, five, four nothing. I want to say, and I'm like, oh man. And I'm just thinking in my head the whole time, why were we talking crap to them at the beginning of the – why? Why? But then, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't know what happened. I don't even really recall being, like, uh, nervous or or there being, like, oh, my God, we're going to lose. I know at the first it, it did feel like we got punched in the mouth at first. Um, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? But I never really felt like – you know, there's some games you get down and it's kind of like, all right, it's a countdown to double zeros and get this thing over with. At that time, it was like, well, I guess it's just time to go to work. I don't, I don't know what else we got to do here, but stop. Let's, let's keep the puck. Let's shoot the puck. Let's, let's, uh, let's not let them dictate how this game goes from here on out. And essentially that's what happened. And then we end up winning five, four in overtime, which, uh, was an amazing game. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I mean, I've certainly been on teams we come back before, but under those circumstances and the, the situation we were in, and I, again, I think that was a testament to the team and a testament to the type of guys that we were. We were, like I said, the season we had guys that have, we were there to have fun. We were there to have fun. And losing wasn't part of our fun. So we yeah. all kind of, uh, we all kind of, uh, uh, I mean, I don't think that there was any magical moment. There was no like, oh, and such and such said this. I think at one point we all kind of looked around, looked at each other, and was like, we got to score more than they do, <laughs> so let's do that. And we ended up escaping out of that game with a win. And I, I would say at any point during that tournament, that that Alaska Fairbanks game was probably the only time where I was like, oh, man, we there might be somebody better than us. <laughs> but uh, well, other than – other than that, I was. I, mean, I didn't feel like. It. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was just gonna say that was essentially the de facto national championship game because when you guys played <laughs> Suffolk, that was not. I mean, it was exciting because you win it and you get the you get the cup, but uh, you know, I mean, it was it was I won't say anticlimactic, but you guys knew by the second intermission it was done. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we had a we had a uh, there was a sense of I won't say accomplishment towards the end of the game, but we knew they weren't going to beat us. <laughs> so that was yeah. we, that was that was um, you know towards the end, and we're sc- scoring goals at and the score was certainly closer than what I thought the play was. Um, um, oh, I forgot about Flagstaff. Yeah, that was, we played Flagstaff too. Yeah, and that yeah. that was a close game. Yeah, I remember that that was a close game and. But again, we were better than that team. We, I mean, we we were just hands down better than that team. And because um, yeah, that was another. I think that was might have been a three-one game or something like that. And we, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there was there was very little time during that tournament where I felt defeat was in our in our grasp. And that was certainly after the puck had dropped in that Alaska game. But then by the time the game was over. I was right back to feeling like we're not necessarily invincible, but it felt like we were supposed to win. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that, and and that you did. So I just remember <laughs> I was broadcasting the game on the radio back to Toledo on the championship mm-hmm. game, and I uh, I go I sign off, and it's one o'clock in the morning back in Toledo, and uh, with the time difference, it's one in the morning when I sign off. So I just get off the air, and I go down from up up top. I go come downstairs, and I go into the locker room. And all I remember is I'm standing there next to Scott Williamson and Ference has got the cup and he's, uh, he yells something about, oh yeah, buckets off a few expletives. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and Scott, Scott looks at me and goes, him and Rob Kurt are both laughing at him and going, his English has gotten so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Ference. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, F and green. Yeah, that was that was our line color. Yeah. We had we were on the green line. Yeah, he was a <laughs> yeah. Ferris is a good good guy. Good guy. I, uh, yes. Yeah, he lives down in Iowa. I think. Um, uh huh. Yeah, my son's down in Iowa next to play baseball. I think I'm gonna hopefully get together with him. So. <laughs> oh, your son's playing going to be playing college ball, uh, baseball. In well, no, Iowa? he's a he's a he's a he's a sophomore right now, but um, his. His uh, travel team that he plays on in the summer. Oh, okay. uh, They they yes. play they you know they get around the country and play you know they're playing everywhere from Atlanta to to, to Indianapolis. To, yeah, they play Iowa. <laughs> yeah, well, although Iowa, awesome, central central United States, they've got a pretty solid baseball infrastructure. Not very hilly. They got a lot of flat land to build a, little, a lot of fields. So. <laughs> Gonna say just just uh look when you're looking for the baseball you got to look through the corn but once you get there sure they they will come (laughs) yeah yeah that that was funny because I was uh playing with the Buke for a short short stint and um yeah Iowa certainly interesting place (laughs) that's for sure. Uh, this is very true. I I could tell you stories. Anyway, um, so <laughs> as we wind her up now, of course, it was magical not only for you, but for you and Neil both. I mean, because you guys played the year before uh, you guys played, uh, you said, with uh, the Hornets. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and now, and, but th- that you guys weren't done yet, were you? Uh, no, not with I the mean, Hornets, you, no. No. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you go on to Toledo, and then uh, so then what? Uh, tell me what? Uh, where did? Uh, how how much further did you play as far as competitive hockey went? Okay, um, so the next year I um, signed a contract to play with. Um, they were they moved from Gaylord to Grand Rapids, so they became the they went from the Graylord Grizzlies to. Actually, they, they kept the Grizzlies. They were the Grand Rapids Grizzlies. And I signed a contract to play with them in the North American League. And then um, and then that was uh, about it. Um, and then played at Duquesne in Pittsburgh for a little while. Okay. So, um, I mean, did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I had a good time. I had a good time. I, I would say um, one of the things that, you know, playing – um, it, 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 I certainly did enjoy it. I enjoyed playing. I was had a tough time in those small towns, but, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I certainly did enjoy playing. I, I, I had a blast playing. Um, 
I, I, both my kids know how to skate. They started to skate. However, I did not press for them to play hockey, kind of let them make their own decisions. Um, yeah. But at least in terms of that. Um, but yeah, I had a, I had a blast playing. You know, I had, I had a blast playing. I thought that, um, yeah, hockey's still one, one, you know, one of the greatest sports around. And, and um, I would certainly have gone through all that again. No problem. No second guessing at all. That's, that's, that I had a blast playing hockey. Um, I thought it afforded me lots of opportunity to get around the country, see lots of places, meet lots of different kind of people. Um, and, and, and enjoyed those small towns. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, 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 you know, uh, it, 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 it is what it is that um, I, 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 uh, you know, at Duquesne we played, I played a little bit um, and then had a short, um, short deal with uh, Dubuque. And that was essentially, um, yeah, that was, that was essentially it. But I certainly had chances to play at other colleges. Uh, I just kind of had, after a while, I, I guess the I, I, the competitive fire wasn't uh, didn't burn hot enough to um, make me want to keep playing. Um, I thought that I got out of hockey a whole bunch, a whole bunch of positive uh, things, um, and it, it's yeah, I came to a place, a point where I was like, okay, I think I played enough, and. Yeah, that was that was about it. And I just just went to school and I guess became a professional elsewhere. <laughs> hey, you're doing fine, and that's the good thing. You know, like I said, I don't care. You know about you know uh, how the highest level you played was like this awesome intergalactical hockey league. Okay, great. <laughs> but are, are you are you happy? Uh, are you okay? You healthy? Safe? All that good stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Luckily, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. All, all that is true. All that is true. We've got a family that's in good health. Uh, yeah. So all, all of that, all that is, 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 um, yeah, all of that uh, is uh, certainly true. Yeah. We're doing, doing well. Okay. Got a, I work a career in IT uh, for a, a healthcare provider up here in Minnesota. And then I coach and watch sports after that so <laughs> hey nothing wrong with that buddy i i hear you now do you ever do you ever think about maybe uh getting back uh into the game of hockey as far as like from a coaching standpoint um well that's what i so i had a a, a few guys that uh, one of my buddies up here that i played with in high school here he ended up playing at uh um umd or uh minnesota duluth and um uh uh-huh. He coaches a um, what they call a Bantam A team here, mm-hmm. and he'd asked me plenty of times to coach. However, the last few years, um, my daughter played a bunch of uh, competitive basketball, so um, I'd coached some basketball, and the seasons kind of collided a bit. However, um, once my son, he's a sophomore, he's my youngest. Once he's done, um, yeah, there's certainly a good chance that I may pick up some type of. Uh, some type of role um, on my buddy staff. So, so then I'll be coaching football in the fall, hockey in the winter, and then watching or coaching baseball in the summer, spring. So, <laughs> you just you're, you're just a sports junkie, just like the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then I play play a little softball oh. from here from from time to time as well. So, yeah. If I'm, oh, if I'm not okay. Coaching, 
still still so see you're not someone. you're not that old yet <laughs> not yet not yet yeah i still i still <laughs> i am not old Trust enough me. to i'm not young enough to not be sore when i do stuff but i certainly got a little desire to compete yeah well let's put it this way i'm at that age now where the only running i do is when i uh, i'm trying to get away from a couple of guys near the cemetery with shovels <laughs> anyway <laughs> understood yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway now before uh before we wind her up here um uh, what would you what would the uh justin benjamin of now what advice would you give to that uh 18 year old kid in toledo uh what would you what, what and was there any advice you would give to him uh with your benefit of experience and time now sure um I think the major thing is you certainly want to go in and be yourself, right? You certainly don't want to go in and try to be someone you think your team needs or you think you just go in and be yourself. Your role is going to be determined um, by not only your actions, by, but you'll, you'll see what your team needs. You'll see where you need to jump in and, and kind of, however, I would say going in, certainly be yourself and play the game. That's going to be, um, it's going to be essentially what you're judging on anyway. So it's not going to be any magical words you say to somebody or um, any one event that happens. It's going to be determined by your, 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 your work ethic, your, uh, how determined you are. Um, and even skill set, skill sets, not necessarily, it's, it's awesome to talk about, Oh yeah, we had this great player to come through. And however, um, people are going to respect you if you're part of the team and working hard. That's that's the, the the bottom line. So you don't need to do anything special necessarily. Just be yourself, go in there and work hard. Um, and that in the turn is going to provide a leadership role there. If you're looking for a role to fill, um, you go in there, you show up, and do the things you're asked. Your teammates are going to look at you as a leader. There's your role right there. Um, um, so yeah, I would say you you know go in, um, and 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 be prepared to work and also uh juniors is a little different than high school so i would say certainly uh if you're going to drop your gloves be prepared to <laughs> be prepared for what's coming next don't just drop your gloves thinking it's an it's a magical event and uh you won't get beat up so be prepared to drop your gloves take the kids lid off and land a couple right hands <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway uh okay justin last question and it's not really quite just uh is there anything you want to say to cherokee nation because we got a lot of folks from different eras that tune into these podcasts sure um well i would say it's great to be part of cherokee nation um i still i follow the team uh from time to time it would be uh nice to catch them play at some point but um I would say I'm 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 a proud um, proud to be a part of Cherokee Nation. I'm proud of the accomplishments of the team I was on. Um, uh, I think this thing only gets bigger and better. So um, so yeah, I, I I'd say I'm I'm a proud supporter, and I look forward to hopefully seeing that team make some waves in this year's national tournament. Yep. So that's uh, that's the goal. But, uh, well, my friend, I tell you, this is, is only I, – I always say this to every 
guy that I talk to on a podcast with. But especially in this situation with you and catching up with you and talking about your your family and everything, it honestly only felt like it was about two or three minutes. It it, sure. it did. It it just blew by so fast. I could easily do you know two or three hours talking to you about stuff, and it it, it wouldn't be enough. It just is so much fun. <laughs> But, but the problem is, is if I do that, then I'm going to have other guys going, why don't you have me on for two or three hours? Yes. <laughs> it's like, my yeah. gosh, I don't know. I don't know how, how long my life expectancy is for this, you know? So, but, uh, but hey, man, I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, I, I, I know we'll stay in touch. We've always got that bond. Of yes, 1990. true indeed. Yeah, always true indeed. us all, you know. So, but uh, I appreciate you doing this, man. And, uh, and yeah, when, when we get back to some semblance of normalcy, we're going to get every, we're going to get the folks back to the, we get the band back together again and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. and, you know, and go catch a game. So I that's, think for that's sure. a great idea. We, we've been talking about that for a while and I think yeah, it'd be, it would be cool to have that happen. Like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that arena they play in now. I, I imagine it's a little better than Tamil Shanner. So I love um, <laughs> I'll just laugh. Anyway, yeah. I, I love the people that run it. I love them to pieces. They took well. The thing is that the ice house was an old building, and when it went dormant for many, many, many years, they turned it into a, a, a I think a, a a hunting and fish or no boating uh, dock where people could st- store their boats. Uh, there it was a batting cages in there. Uh, lots of uh, Lots of vermin. Anyway, uh, the thing was is that the the uh, the Miller family and the Ekman family and all the folks, uh, the Bins, they all stuck some money into it and fixed it up and got it to where it is now, which is actually very very respectable, very very respectable, and it's a decent place. And uh, uh, you get uh, a packed house. It. Uh, it is like uh, it is just loud and noisy, and people don't like the other teams don't like to come and play because that's how noisy it gets and everything. So, uh, so yeah, it's a lot of you know it's a lot of fun in there. So anyway, but yeah, we'd lo- I'd love to you know like I said, have us all get together, go watch a game, and have a couple pops in the stands and just sit there and laugh, telling stories. So that's that's the game nice. plan. So. So anyway, well, Justin, I appreciate this, bud, and uh, all the best, and we'll stay in touch about it, okay? Awesome. Very good. Happy to do it. Thanks. I appreciate you uh, having me here. Well, thank you, my friend. Well, that's going to do it here for this episode of Cherokee Rewind. Don't forget, subscribe to whatever platform you use. That way you can uh, keep in, keep up to date with what's going on with all the Cherokee of recent and older times. And uh, for Justin, I am Mick saying thanks a lot again. We really do appreciate you tuning in and uh, enjoying the product here, as it were. So until next time, you've been listening to the Cherokee Rewind. <laughs>